Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. The boy, I would say boys, but the boy is back in town. I am co-host of Two Men On, Van Nunley, and I am what a... 40-year-old ginger might consider tan. You're looking great, honestly. I mean, compared to when I saw you last week, you got some color on you now. I am not see-through. I almost have enough color on my arms where you can't see my veins anymore. Enough freckles to count, too. But even more than a tan, I have some good memories, Jake. That's what I love to hear. Good memories were made in beautiful and historic Cancun, Mexico. On the lovely, quaint Isle of Isla Mujeres. Ooh, I like how you said that. Thank you very much. Wow. You, you practiced that for sure before you came in. Uh, well, see, your boy speaks a little bit of Spanish. And I should have practiced my Spanish before I left. But you know me being overly confident and completely incompetent. I just thought I'll get by. I did okay. Yeah. Yeah, I only know two things. Donde esta el cerveza and donde esta el baño. Okay, two, the two best ones. The only things you need to know, yeah, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how'd you do out there with your, your Spanish? Uh, I kind of crushed it. Uh, I am like the most intelligible drunk baby there is in Spanish. Yeah, the more drunk you get, the better your Spanish becomes. For sure. Yeah, I absolutely. start slurring, but I feel more confident. And confidence is key when and I speaking just a foreign language. conjure words from the back of my head. I know my vocabulary is quite large, and um, but my conjugation is poor. So I just smash a bunch of words together. And just hope you come out all right. And hope it's a tangible sentence to the person with uh, Spanish ears sitting across from me. But really all they're thinking is, oh, this gringo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, I think somebody like a foreigner, like they have a, a tourist or uh, a traveler in their foreign land where they live, I think they would just appreciate someone attempting to speak the language. Yeah, I think it's better to try than to not try. Because, you know, it's going to and in the long run, they're going to be like, all right, he's trying at least. They, they're appreciative of that. So I, I had some bad experiences, not me personally, but I was witness to some bad experiences that tourists in Mexico, travelers in Mexico, a few of them would get upset when uh, Mexicans didn't speak English. Really? Yeah. It's been a while since I've been to Mexico, but that's, it doesn't shock me. I mean, you were in the Cancun area, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Literally where they changed the time code or the time zone to be the Eastern time zone in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, every, everything is pretty Americanized, but with the, uh, a little Spanish twist, a little Mexican twist. But I was on like a, a more chill, a more relaxed little areas, an island off the coast. So it wasn't kind of like, away from all the mess. Yeah, like no spring break party vibes. It's more like chill adult on the beach with a hammock and a book and a nice cocktail vibe. So definitely the place where I don't belong. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You would be across the bay at uh, Cancun going nuts at Senior Frogs. Yeah. 
and I'm just on the beach with a pina colada and a, some Kurt Vonnegut. I mean, that's really all you need. That sounds honestly amazing to me. I think it's just me getting older when that sounds more appealing than going to the club. Literally all the sports I checked on is I checked on my Astros one day, and I checked on the Lakers one day. Because I think if LeBron is going to make it through this series and Steph Curry is going to make it through this series, they're going to have an insane matchup in the following round, and we're going to hit on that in the next segment. But Mexico is delightful. I don't want to sound cliche or like the American idiot, but it is beautiful. Sand beaches everywhere. Palm trees. That delicious picture you said, Fred, looked delicious. awesome. Yeah, it was, we, we did really good. We did really, we got super nice and an affordable price range, and then it was separate from, like I said, it's separate from the, the crazy beach party part. Uh, no. Okay. No. Like, a, a lot of the things were included, but it wasn't, like, all-inclusive style. I wasn't looking for that vibe. Yeah, I did it one time in the Dominican, and I never would do it again. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather pay my fair share than have the servers pissed off at me. Who <laughs> <laughs> are they giving you watered-down drinks? <laughs> who were, yeah, exactly. Who were lovely, by the way. Everyone was fantastic. Everyone was welcoming. Like I said, it's a different vibe on Isla Mujeres. It's uh, like a 20-minute ferry ride across the bay. It honestly sounds like a Jurassic Park island, the way you say it. It is very Jurassic Park adjacent. Okay. Yeah, there's like a jungle in the middle and then like coasts wrapping all around the island so like there's like a little city part in the middle and everything else is like jungly or beachy Ooh. it was very cool it was very cool i got a recharge but your boy's back he's bringing the heat we're talking nfl draft today we're talking nba playoffs we're talking nhl playoffs we're talking some new mexicans are on the way to the nfl yes, man sir. we're making a, a name for ourselves out here this is a great story we got three new mexicans headed to the nfl and we'll hit up on that in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, the best team in the history of hockey got upset. Boo. We're going to hit on that. And we're going to have a few segments with some uh, special guests here at the YMCA. At the boys are at the YMCA McLeod branch today. Always it is fun an to be here. open house. Oh, Are you excited? I'm very excited. Have you got your membership yet? No. Because you were at uh, Horn last week while I was gone. I right? was, yes, yes. This That's is my, a lovely place. It is, isn't it? I'm going to have to start working out here. I'm going to just have to start working out, period, you know, but, you know, the Y is the place to be. If you're going to start working out, um, I would recommend doing it at the Y. Fantastic people, patient. There's, there's members here of all shapes and sizes. I know a lot of, like, what people think might think the Y is. It's just like uh, they put out cots for homeless people at night and uh, people f that are musicians who are dressed really funny stay here. No, that's not true. There is uh, no homeless shelter here, and the village people are 100% not here. Gone. No. I, I saw a guy who was, like, genetically Indian, but he wasn't dressed like an Indian. So that's as close as it got <laughs> to the village people. That's a cl as close as we get this whole time here. Uh, the, the nicest uh, staff here. I mean, wonderful trainers, wonderful employees. Like I felt the very welcome to you. The desk person greets you with a smile. You know, they'll help you out with whatever machine you want. Home and away from home. You support the community. You support the Albuquerque and surrounding area community because it's, it's just not a gym. It's not just a place to exercise. They do so much more in the community, and we'll have some lovely people from the YMCA come talk about that throughout the program today. 
But yeah, I'm a I'm a weird mix of drained and recharged at the same That's time. That's the weird part about vacation. Because what you were gone six days. Yeah, I was I was off nine days total, but I was gone in Mexico for six days. See, sometimes I think after like the fourth day of the vacation, it's like okay, I'm ready to go home. You know, where you've been gone too long and you kind of miss the comforts of your home, but also at the same time you're dreading coming back. Sure. You know, it's that that's that happy medium right there where you're like. I could stay for a lot longer, maybe not even get back. You know, me and uh, Fred had a bet if you were going to come back or not. Yeah, I know. I uh, What I heard, I got some texts and emails while I was gone that apparently you guys, one day I was gone, had the varsity of uh, embarrassing deaths for Van in Mexico or something. <laughs> I'd like to tell you that I came back very much alive. Uh, didn't get arrested once. That's good. No police involvement. Uh, the managers of the hotel were lovely and accommodating. Uh, I witnessed a lot of Karen and Karen adjacent behavior, but I took no part in it at Good. all. So uh, no injuries, uh, very much alive, um, no incarcerations, um, no no scuffles, no dust ups. That's no, pretty much no all you can Donnie Brooks. <laughs> no rumble no, in the jungle. No ruffle duffles. Yeah, no rumbles, no jungles. Your boy's back. He's healthy and he's safe. He's excited to be back with you, friends of the show, loyal listeners, as we're going to hit you with all the great sports and sports-adjacent content this week. Don't forget Two Men On is brought to you by our friends and community, such as the studio we're at right now, the mobile studio, John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. You know we play on Team I-9. We start our days right here at the YMCA. We are at the YMCA McLeod branch doing the program all the way up until 7 and the YMCA will be open till 8 with the open house. Got some great deals for you. Get down here. If you need a place to, to bring the kids, you need a place to take class, you need a place to exercise, you want to just figure out what the Y is all about, they will take you on a tour. They will tell you everything they do here at the YMCA at both facilities. There's multiple child care facilities around town. You can get the whole get down on what they do here at the YMCA. Come before 8. We're going to waive your joining fee. we got a bunch of special deals going on. And if you say Van sent you, I'll just give you a free month. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll just match. Give you on me. Really? Oh, you're going to match the free month that yeah. already exists? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jake. Good looking out. <laughs> Come down to the McLeod branch right off of Comanche on McLeod in between Wantabo and Tramway. We'll be here till 7. The YMCA will be here till 8. Come hang out. Uh, we're going to waive your joining fee. We'll give you a free month. And there's separate packages where you get more than a free month. Really? But I'll wait till our friends at the YMCA come on the program to tell you all about that. We do lunch and a milkshake at the 66 Diner. We are getting strong at Evolve Strong. Can't wait to tell you more about my Evolve Strong journey. The weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Do not miss... And away New Mexico United match because we bring the heat at Hollow Spirits. And every other Thursday, it's going down at ABQX. And, hey, every Thursday when we're not at ABQX, we are at Red Door downtown, absolutely raging. Two new friends, one old friend and one new friend bringing back ABQX to the program. And new friend Red Door, excited to have them on. 
When we get back, we're recapping the NBA weekend as the cream of the crop finally rose to the top, and we're going to tell you all about it when we get back. More sports and sports-adjacent content right here on Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Van, hey, you know what I didn't do? What? I was so excited to brag that I didn't die or get arrested in Mexico that I forgot to introduce you. Oh. Sitting in with us again, lucky us, Jake Cassio. What's hello, happening, my hello, dude? Hello, hello, Good to be here. Casual weekend for me. It wasn't dealing with getting arrested or trying not to get arrested in Mexico or anything like that. I was trying not to get arrested here in the land of Manana, New Mexico, <laughs> Nuevo Mexico. Successful weekend for me, though. Nothing too crazy. Decided just to stay in, keep it casual, you know, work on my golf game a little bit. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, you could uh, you can swing them, man. You uh, for for not playing that long, you could uh, you can swing them. Not too bad, you know. We uh, we hit up uh, old Sandia a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Uh, right before you left, just course. It was. Yeah. I love that place. Shout out uh, Gary, who was riding with me. You know, that, yeah, he was a fun Gary. time. <laughs> yeah, Gary got loose. We had a lot of fun with Gary. New friend of the show. New Gary. friend of the show. We'll just say Gary. We don't we won't call him out in case he doesn't want. Uh, People know he runs with the crowd like us. Yeah, I know. A bunch of degenerates. Yep, well, maybe exactly. me, not you. <laughs> Co-host of Two Men On, Fred Slow is on assignment. Beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Duty calls for our boy. Uh, back at the studio, one Tyler Lovely on the ones and twos, making it all work, taking your phone calls on the Sports Animal Hotline, 505-246-0610. You got a hot take. You can either call us on that hotline or text us. Lucky for you guys out in the crowd, 505-246-0610, the Sports Animal Text Line. Exact same number. Beautiful. No confusion. You can call. You can text. Yeah. You can do it all. One number. You could save it on your phone as the Sports Animal. you got the choice to call or text. You could call in, give us your hot take. We'll be talking some NBA right now coming up. Or you don't want to hear your voice. Uh, You got warrants or something. You could just text us on the on the sports animal text line. Yeah. What's happened, my dude, Tyler? How you been? Good, man. I'm good. I'm hanging in, man. You you sound more tan. Like, like <laughs> you sound tan. Like I, I like that for you, man. It sounds like you had a good time. So if you don't know me, I am definitely not tan. No, <laughs> your if, face is glowing right if, now. If you do know me, you're like, oh my god, Van. This is the the tannest I've ever seen you. I know. I'm. I think I'm talking Which to a whole different is. person. Yeah. I'm about I'm a, like a slightly darker shade of red than your Tiger Woods Sunday red Nike golf shirt you got on right now. I had to represent today, you know. Was thinking I could put a jersey on, but I wanted to look a little bit more classy for the Y. Oh yeah, I mean it really tops it off with the backwards uh, trucker style hat. Too. <laughs> Nothing says classy. <laughs> this is my thing like is that I feel like Tan Van looks awfully a lot like a conquistador. Like I, I'd be a little bit, Ooh. I'd, be a, I'd be a little bit uh, concerned about that. With that mustache, right? Too, with the mustache you know? and the tan, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna conquer. It, but just put Tan. a little twirl into it, man, and you'll be looking like uh, what was that dude's name? Vasco da Gama. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> <laughs> there were ginger Spaniards. That, yeah. like it's a real thing. Oh, the Louis C.K. That's yeah, the only one it, I know. There you go, Louis C.K. Great example. Yeah, born in Mexico City, ginger. He's a great example for a lot of things. Uh, yeah, uh, what not, not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Tyler, do you have any gigs over the weekend? Oh, yeah, man. I was at Dry Heat all weekend. We did a lot dry of shows. Dry Heat all like weekend? Four, four shows this weekend. Sold out three of them. It was good, man. Ooh-wee. Yeah. I have some uh, some special friends in town. Are we rocking all Burke comics? Uh, you know, we we have uh, two shows with uh, some out-of-towners, a couple dudes from New York, and one of which from Colorado, and then uh, mostly Burke comics, mostly keeping it local. And you, you're hosting all of them? Yeah, I'm hosting all of them. We like to keep it local because the more comics that we have like in the club working on a weekend, the less catalytic converters get stolen. So <laughs> oh, it's like so a direct smart. ratio. So we're trying to keep them in the club. For sure. Yeah. The, uh, the ratio of theft at your local Walmart neighborhood markets go way down when Dry Heat has a show. That's what yeah. it is. It's so true. Because yeah. they're, they're all performing. Exactly. The that, food? See, it's that and free clinic lines go down by quite a bit, too. So it, it's good, man. We're cleaning up these streets. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got your email. I do not want to buy a bag of condoms, Tyler. I can just <laughs> go to the clinic and get them for free just like you did. They're the ones with the lube, though. Are you sure, man? Oh, now we're now you're talking my you language. See what I'm saying? Cancun part two. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Speaking of let's go, the NBA has a dream scenario as the Lakers and Warriors meet coming up this week in the next round of your NBA playoffs. But uh, let's recap those two series because the Lakers look like they were in big trouble. For like a half a second. Correct. For like like and then Jaw, because the the Grizzlies are a better team without Jaw, without a doubt. You're not wrong, because Jaw just he just has to be a better teammate. But the Lakers looked confident and smooth. Never doubt Bron out, ever, and he did it. He, just, it this is the year of the higher seeds. Or the lower seeds, I guess. Yeah, lower seeds. Yeah. I mean, the, depending on how you do math. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you got LeBron as a low seed, Steph as a low seed, Jimmy Butler as a low seed. It goes it goes on and on. Like, the only, like, super high seed left is the Bo- Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and Boston and uh, Philly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Philly's like, I mean, I got. I guess that would be a, a mid. They're three. Three, three close enough. Three, yeah. nothing wrong with three. You know the th- I mean the Warriors took out the three seed the uh, Sacramento Beam Kings. So I I got a I got an MVP for the Lakers Grizzlies series. Who that would be Dylan Brooks. Oh no, that boy's about to be playing in Guangdong for the yes, Guangdong Tigers because Shanghai Sharks are too bougie. They won't take him. He talked his way out of the NBA in this series. I think uh, that's what you get for poking the bear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they. I. I really feel like they had a chance if they played together. Talking about the Grizzlies, not the Lakers. I knew the Lakers had a chance because obviously, uh, the hyperbole train choo choo is rolling. As I pick them to be NBA champions this year. Oh, okay. Let's go, Lakers. One step closer. But the Grizzlies, they could have played better basketball. Oh yeah. You take the ball out of Jaw's hands. You let him be a secondary player. You let him fly through the air like a young. Russell Westbrook, and then you give it to your shooters and you play good defense. If they stick by that game plan, they could have beat the Lakers. But LeBron is too good at orchestrating defense and offense because he is the floor general. He sees everything. They didn't stand a chance. I, if, if they didn't put Jaw back in, maybe this would maybe. be a different story because then Desmond Bain gets a little more confident and he gets to shoot the ball more. Dylan Brooks, uh, he, he's okay. He has like, what, 5,000 career points. Not my guy. And then uh, you can't count out uh, 
Yeah, man, I'm blanking on their center's name right now. Jaron Jackson Jr. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Who can play some D? Oh yeah, but he's like the only one. The yeah. He's the only one who D'd up. Mm-hmm. Wasn't oh. enough not to get dunked on a few times, but so never give your opponent chalkboard material. Never. Not especially not, LeBron James. Of course, because that's going to fuel the fire in him. The d- disputed goat of all time. You have to say he's on Rushmore. I don't care how much you hate LeBron James. You have to have him ranked two, three, or four all time or without one. question, no matter what. That's an argument for later. But if you don't have LeBron on Rushmore, you're an idiot, and you're probably storm the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> Do not piss off LeBron James. No. One of the best basketball players in the history of the world, a absolute court general, a motivator, a guy who gets his team to play. Don't give your opponent chalkboard material, and don't piss off LeBron James. Because he has checked. a point to prove. At 38 years old, he is still being held to the same expectations he had when he was 28. He's not going to let the doubters and the critics get to him, and especially not Dylan Brooks. Yes, Dylan Brooks of all people. Who? You're nobody. Uh, you are nobody. The only reason why people know Good his name you. is because he talks. That's it. No one would know who Dylan Brooks was. Like, he played at Oregon, and that's not a very big basketball school. Sure. He made the tournament one year. The I worst believe. basketball court in and, all of sports. And uniforms, too. Yeah, pretty bad. Football notwithstanding, those are sweet. Uh, that's well, who's, who's, who's Dylan Brooks? Okay, the varsity of bad jerseys. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do that today. Today's varsity, today's I-9 varsity is a varsity of bad jerseys. Tyler, you want to jump in with us? We'll do that in the 6 o'clock hour. Oh, yeah, I'm so with that. All right, sweet. Bad jerseys in the 6 o'clock hour. Look, don't poke the bear. And he was proud of that fact. He's like, I I poked the bear. I'm ready to go. There's no way he can score 40. Okay, not only did he, he got 20 points and 20 rebounds one game, boom, my math, that's 40. Yeah. Game seven, uh, they won by beat 40. you by 40. Yeah, it was game six. That's, a, that's embarrassing. Excuse me, game six, which was the, the last game. We could call it game seven, whatever. Yeah, be, that's the 40 he was looking for. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, Dylan Brooks probably out in Cancun right now as we're speaking. He should celebrate. <laughs> yeah, for making it out alive. Yeah, I mean, he gets to go on an early vacation. You don't have to play any more basketball and make an ass out of yourself anymore, Dylan. Congratulations. Cancun won three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got, I mean, I got the, we'll talk about uh, the series here in the next segment, but I got the Lakers doing this. Like, they come into this thing healthy. You saw them in 2020 in the bubble season. They came into that healthy. They have better pieces than they've had the last couple years. This is probably LeBron's most complete team ever, other than D. Wade and Chris Bosh. Yeah, but that that team was still top heavy. Yeah. This one's a little more spread out. It's they got, they got role players. They Jared play. Vanderbilt, oh, that's my guy. Yeah. I love defensive players. Okay. That sets the whole tone for an NBA team is that one glue guy who's going to do everything and anything but score. And Jared Vanderbilt is that guy. And he started off uh, game six very hot with 11 points, I believe, in the first quarter. Ooh, wee. Yeah. Yeah, every team needs one of those guys. Like, I've. That's me being a Draymond Green apologist again, but that's me every when I team play pickup. Needs... I'm that guy. You You're know? the guy. I'm not going to score, but I'll pass the ball. I'll play good defense. I'm gonna get up in people's face, but I'm not going to be, you know, LeBron. You know, I 
I'd say I'm more like a Rajon Rondo on the offense and then, you know, kind of like a Jared Vanderbilt on defense or a Luan's Dort, a little Oklahoma you're, City. You're describing an all-pro basketball player right now is what you're doing. Yeah, me, when I play pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Even though and I shoot like Sean Marion. You can play pickup at the YMCA, whether it's uh, outside here at McLeod or inside at the Horn Branch. The boys are at the YMCA McLeod branch up until 7 o'clock. YMCA is open till 8 o'clock. Come take a tour. Come play me one-on-one. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> the second this show's over and we pack up, come dunk on Jake. <laughs> We're, uh, if you come join today, we'll waive your joining fee. We'll give you a free month. There's some other packages where you can get more than a free month, but uh, just come mention the boys. We'll give you a free month. Always got a shout-out. What boys. a deal. We got deals for days here at the Y. Now, this next series, though, or we got to recap uh, uh, Warriors-Kings. Okay, also in a mismatch, Warriors-Kings. Yeah, because the Warriors were definitely playing like they were the three seed. But, yes. You know, and I really wanted the Kings to advance because I'm, I'm not a Warriors fan. Big Sacramento guy, light the beam. I was behind the whole movement with the chains in the locker room and that whole atmosphere. Harrison Barnes with the old man veteran on the team leading the young guns. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk in the backcourt. Sensational group, but they couldn't get it done because Steph Curry dropped 50, a 50-burger. 50 Most points ever in a Game 7. Well, I mean, Draymond was doing Draymond things, got into their head. He did okay. He had a decent off, amount of statistics. Took you know? him off the game. Eight, yeah, I mean, eight assists, six rebounds. Yeah, for sure. Draymond's going to do Draymond things. He's, uh, his real value isn't in the stat line, even though he pups up some really good peripheral stats. But, I mean, it's always. It's Steph. It's Steph and Clay's team, and Steph's been there and done that. And Clay's kind of been MIA this series, you know. Steph Curry put the team on the back, and I think – now we have to say that Steph Curry is the best point guard in the NBA history. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He changed the game. He changed right. the game more than Magic. Changed the game. He's he's the point guard of, of all time. He He's a shooting guard who dribbles more. He's, no, Clay Thompson is a traditional shooting guard, man. Yeah, he's a, he's, Clay Thompson is a traditional shooting guard. You are correct. But Steph Curry, he's got he's got some point guard skills. You know, he's not the best. He's not going to pass the ball as much, but he's facilitating that offense. And you're making it. You can't leave Steph Curry open because then everybody's going to go after him. You know. Oh, you're exactly right on that aspect. But I just, I just don't see. Maybe I'm too old and jaded, and I've seen too much uh, old school basketball on my way up. But Steph, to me, is not even a point guard. He's a shooting guard who handles the ball more. Like that's the way I see it. Nothing taking nothing away from his greatness. He revolutionized the game. Greatest three-point shooter of all time. Like he's a dude, and I'm not taking that away from him. Uh, but I don't better than Magic Johnson. Yeah, I'm taking him over Magic. Better than John Stockton. Yep. Better than Jason Kidd. Because you can say all these things about all those guys, right? But who changed the game? I think that's the important factor here. Steph did. Everybody wants to play like Steph. That's why we see in high school games, college games, you see more three-point shots shot than ever before. And it's all because of one man, Wendrell Stephon Curry. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're not wrong. And let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that Warriors series, and we're going to talk about the greatness of LeBron and Steph and what their matchup means uh, to legacies in the NBA when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. The boys are at the McLeod YMCA right off of Comanche in between Wantabo and Tramway. Where, uh, you come sign up today. We're going to waive your joining fee. We're going to give you at, like, at least at least a free month. At the very minimum. At the very least a free month. Maybe more. You just got to sweet talk us a little bit and come say hello. Well, Van said he'd uh, try to hook some people up. <laughs> Van was telling me off air. He was like, I'm going to buy uh, the first five people's year-long membership. Okay, first <laughs> off, what do you think I do for a living? Second off, the lovely – I mean, it's so cheap and affordable here. You get a monthly membership for the gym less than a dollar a day. Wow. Yeah. That's uh-huh. worth it. Yeah. Your eyes lit up when I – Yeah, I know because I'm all about saving money. You're a true New Yorker. You're always looking for a good deal. Always hustling. Yes. Yeah. You could get them down to like from $29 a month to maybe as low as 25 That's a Just steal. for you. Yeah. Wow. I could do that. You could oh. be a stu- either student or a senior – I'm not sure which one. Uh, no, I'm a graduate. But either way, come out to the YMCA. We'll take you on a tour, uh, show you all the amazing things that the YMCA does for the community. And uh, you got a gym right now? This is the place to be. Both the McLeod Get your summer location and my home gym, the Horn Branch, on Indian School in between Carlisle and San Mateo. That's my jam. But both of these facilities are absolutely fantastic. And even better than the facilities are the people here working the joint. Speaking of working the joint, speaking of legacies, how about OG friend of the show on the Sports Animal Hotline right now? Lenny, you got a hot take for us, my dude? What's happening? Yeah, congratulations to the Boston Bruins. Okay. We'll be hitting on that later in the program as well. Leading 3-1 in the opening round and get blown out in three more. Welcome to the Patriots. (laughs) So now let's get with your fill-in host today who must be smoking something if he thinks that Curry is better than Magic Johnson. I know Curry's better than Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson didn't have to score because of everyone around him and still averaged 19 a game almost and nine assists. Six foot nine with the court vision that no one can touch. If he had to score, he could have scored 25 a game with his eyes closed, and you cannot put Curry in his category. And if he was playing today with no hand checking and the freedom that they have right now, he'd be a 30 point, 14 assist player. My argument back to you is uh, Magic got to play with Kareem from day one. He was no, surrounded by greatness. Curry made scoring, but he is not a point guard. He's See, a I'm shooting you, guard acting as a point guard. Yep. He doesn't I'm... facilitate the ball. Draymond Green leads the team in assists. If you're the point guard, you lead the team in assists. Otherwise, you lose. Hello, Julius Randle. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, a little shot at my Knicks. <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan. I'm from New York. If you okay. can't take the heat, get off the phone. <laughs> Very true. I will okay. say this, though. So, I think Steph I mean, Curry, though, it's a new era of basketball. But it's a very different Stockton, era. Pure point guard. 
Jason Kidd, maybe he's better than Jason Kidd because Kidd wasn't a great scorer. What Curry has done with the three-point shot, no one has done. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. But if you're talking pure point guard, he's not. If you're not leading the team in the assist, you're not the point guard. Draymond has led the team in assists every year for the past four years. So how could you say that Curry is a point guard? Hey, Lenny, a subject that we're about to hit on. No, I agree with you completely. I don't think uh, Steph can do anything on the basketball court, but I don't have him as a point guard. I got him as a sexier shooting guard. What, this I, matchup, I, I Lenny, what is it? short real quick because I, I know you're going to go. I want to congratulate hit me. the New England Patriots for drafting a kicker and a punter. <laughs> but being nice enough to trade with the Jets after you screwed us out of an offensive tackle in the first round by trading up to draft a kicker in the third. This isn't Sabanis, Janikowski, and Shane Leckler they're drafting. Yet. Yeah, so I don't true. Know, we I don't, don't know. know what they're doing when they need all the help in New England right now. All right, Lenny, we're up against it, but I want to hear your perspective. This LeBron versus Steph matchup, who needs it more for their legacy? I think we lost Lenny. I think we did, too. I think we lost Lenny. Uh, well, let's talk about LeBron and Steph's legacy when we get back. Also, we'll be joined by the YMCA's Jacques Tony talking a little New York football jets and talking about how amazing it is right here at the YMCA. We're here at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days right here where we are right now at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at the 66 Diner. The boys are getting strong at Evolve Strong in the weekends. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Don't miss a single away New Mexico United watch party at Hollow Spirits. And every other Thursday, it's Throwing Thursday as we'll give you $7.50 off per hour for throwing axes when the boys are there on Thursday. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are here at the YMCA McLeod branch, uh, just a sprinkle off of Comanche on McLeod in between Juan Tabot and Tramway. We'll be on air till 7, but uh, YMCA will be open till 8. We got some specials for you. Yes, sir. We will waive your joining fee. Yes, sir. You get a month free on van. And if you sign up for some other packages, you might get more free stuff than that. To tell you all about that and more, but more importantly, on, let's talk about LeBron James <laughs> and Steph Curry's legacy. Jacques Tony, membership director of the YMCA, joins us. What's uh, who needs this more, LeBron James or Steph Curry? Uh, sounds like you're paying for the whole, all the members here. That's what I heard. Like paying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said give it away. You're yeah. giving it away. Oh, so who has the? Who's, somebody's got to pay. Oh, oh, wait. Somebody's got to pay for this. Is that me? That's, that's, the, that's you, yeah. Free month membership on Van. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Come on down. It's quiet right now. So they be, oh, I hear the storm now. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> we got 11 short minutes until 5 o'clock, and I expect a rush of potential new members here at the YMCA. Yes, sir. I hope so as well. We're trying to continue to grow over here at the YMCA so we can keep doing great things for our members and the community. 
Okay, Jacques, you're the biggest basketball fan I know. Who needs this more for their legacy, <laughs> LeBron or Steph? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say LeBron. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to have to say LeBron because he's got a, you know, Mike LeBron, Kobe talk and like, you know, RIP uh, Kobe, but LeBron has stepped up to the plate and he just got to finish the season. The key word is finish there because he's not good at finishing right now. Oh, he's good at getting close to finishing. Uh, <laughs> Steph, though, he has a 15-7 advantage over LeBron all time Steph in the playoffs. Is, yeah, Steph is a crazy man, man. I was just tell, talking about him over the break. That man runs, 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 get open, make the shot, next other side of the court, and run some more. Like uh, It's like a soccer player on a basketball court. So Yeah, it's it's exhausting watching him play basketball. He does not stop moving. He does not stop running around. That's why he's the best point guard. I get a little out of breath watching him. He's the best off-the-ball player in the history of basketball, the best shooter in the history of basketball, and uh, as far as I know, one of the nicest dudes in the history of basketball. But with that being said, not only do I want this for LeBron, I need this for LeBron. LeBron LeBron needs it. Yeah, he needs it bad. Bad, bad. I'm Team LeBron through thick and thin. I hope uh, it goes to seven. I hope LeBron wins mm-hmm. the game-winning shot, game seven against Steph Curry in his face just to cement his legacy just a little bit more. I mean, because LeBron's already there. I mean, if he's shooting in Steph Curry's face, that's not even fair. He's like 5'2 versus like 18. <laughs> <right? laughs> well, I mean, they, they both got four rings, right? Yep. yep. But it seems like everybody thinks LeBron should have more because reasons I think people forget that Jordan went to the finals and lost. I think they just No, he didn't. He no, went he, to the he lost. Playoffs he lost. Oh, excuse me, went to the playoffs and lost. Yeah. They, people think soon as LeBron and Jordan walks into the playoffs it's like, "Oh, they got another one." Like, "No, it don't work that way." No. <laughs> it's the he, best in the world for a reason, right? Yeah, he never lost in the finals, but he lost a lot in the playoffs. Oh yeah. So and, I mean, LeBron at least gets to the finals. And nine finals in a row, that's really hard to do. And you have to commend the greatness yeah, that we any, have. any sport, no matter what sport it is, you're making it to the finals nine times, like, on different teams as well. Yeah. Only player to win three championships with three teams, too. Yeah, it's dope. Well, yeah, we'll, we won't get into that because the NBA is all like, let's get my best friends together and we'll just get another fancy <laughs> ring. <right?" laughs> sure. So, I mean, with – and the NFL is slowly turning it into that also with the players being able to pretty much dictate where they go with their trades and everything. So, But that's that's the Jordan versus LeBron checkmate, right? Like rings, rings, rings. Like that's... Jordan is 6-0 in the finals. He's got more rings, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Trees are better than bushes. Why, Van? <laughs> I... More rings. They got more rings. Trees well, got, more... Trees ring got talk, more rings. If we're, if we're talking <laughs> ring talk, then it's not Jordan. It's, it's Bill uh, Russell. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Big Bill. If we're going strictly by rings, Robert Ory is better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, but they ain't got the points. They wasn't. <laughs> they weren't that guy. Like they, these are generational changing players. Here we're talking about. Those Bill wasn't really that kind of player there. So Spe- speaking of generational talent, uh, your football team, Jacques, has a generational talent. Yes, he hasn't even stepped onto the field, and he's already the greatest quarterback in Jets history. Uh, One, Mister Aaron Rodgers. Ah, uh, yes, he's not the greatest of history until he brings me home a ring. But you know, we still got our Broadway Joe there for that. 
Uh, but I'm excited to see what they bring. I hope we get a game in like Dallas or even Denver so I can be there. Best to believe I'll be there. I haven't missed a game in Dallas since I've lived in Albuquerque. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sch- schedules aren't out yet? Yeah, I'm waiting. No, I'm waiting. It's, it's so just, close. It's just like I, you know, I. Well, we're matched with the AFC West this year, the AFC East is. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that they, they picked us to win the AFC East? Did you hear that? Um, Who's, who sure the, the, the Buff- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the Buffalo Bills are the favorite wow. right now. You guys are second in our division. Hey man, I'll take any favorite as long as we beat the as long as we beat the Patriots. I'm a happy camper. That's real. Yeah, honestly, as an AFC East guy, I just want to see Bill just go be sad forever. That's I just want to see him retire. <laughs> so how how happy do you think Aaron Rodgers is that he's out of Green Bay? He gets to leave Wisconsin. He's already been on Broadway. He's already been at an award show. He was at the Knicks He's game. Front row of the Knicks, Knicks game. game yep. yeah. He's living his best life right now, man. It's juicy over there. I mean, that's what it comes with living in New York, though. Like Now that he's back in New York, you think there's a chance he gets back with Olivia Munn? No. Because that's no. when he peaked. No, 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 no. He don't need no distractions. He's got to bring home a <laughs> If anything, Aaron, he's surrounded Aaron, by more distractions. Yeah. Aaron, if you're listening, leave them alone. <laughs> Better treat them like you're a freshman in college again. Jacques, tell the friends of the show what's going down at the YMCA today and upcoming. Uh, so we got the open house today. We got a great promotion. Van's paying for everyone. Um, and we're waving a joint fee to help Van out. So that's a great thing. <laughs> uh, and then on top of that, we're just summer's right around the corner. We got like about four weeks left in some, uh, school for the kids. So if you don't have a plan for the kids this summer, you need to come into the Y because we got you covered. We got half-day camps, full-day camps. Um, we got the, all the kids covered for the summer. So we got our specialty camps. Everyone's getting pretty excited about the top chef and coding classes that we have there. And then we have uh, sports camps going on also. Um, so we got a lot of soccer, basketball, volleyball. So if your kid's already playing, it's the time to work on their craft, get a little bit better. And if they're not playing the sport, then this is a good time to learn so they can get ready for all four sports that we have here. Besides coming right here to the McLeod branch on Comanche in between Juan Tabot and Tramway, how are the friends of the show going to get information on what the YMCA can provide? Uh, so they can visit our website, ymcacnm.org. Um, and they can also visit us at our Horn location on San Mateo Indian School where we can help them out take care of them as well. That's my horn. That's my home branch. The home That's, that's where I go. Yeah. I kind of I might be uh, coming to this location. It's very nice. Right? Smart. Keep us apart. Yeah. I, yeah smart move. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. run into you there, you know. Yeah, you have to stay over here because you're a Bills fan. So especially when football season comes. Oh, I'm going to be coming in every day. (laughs) Every Monday I'm going to be coming in, especially after we beat Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no, I don't think that's happening. Twice. Twice. Once you get a defensive line, we could then have a conversation. Hey, maybe some corners also. Our, hey, our corners are okay. We're, we don't got to worry about our corners. We, we got, got the, we got the best safety duo in the league. We got the sauce though, bro. Sauce. Yeah, he's gonna listen. You ever heard of the, these two words? Sophomore slump. Hey, oh. Hey, no, I haven't. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you're about to because I'm about to remind you all season. Look, the Jets has been bad, but one thing we get right is corners. All right, we got Revis, and now we got Sauce. Jacques Tony, membership director at the YMCA. Any parting words for the friend of the show? Yeah, I'd love to see everybody come down, have some fun with us for the summer. Um, also for Mother's Day this month, we're offering a self-defense class at the Horn location on the 13th. So come down and check that out. You guys can get signed up on our website for that at this time also. 
Big day for the YMCA and a big day for the Albuquerque Isotopes as they had a press conference to preview one of their biggest days of the year, the Cinco de Mayo Mariachis game. And we're going to tell you all about that when we get back with general manager of the Isotopes, John Traub. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. One hour in the books, and boy, that flew by, that didn't did, it, Jay? Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. I will say that. You know, it feels like uh, I just sat down in this chair and put the headset on. I didn't even get stretched out. Don't even got my sea legs yet. Boom, there's an hour already gone. That's bonkers. Insane. Speaking of bonkers, uh, it's going to be bonkers Friday Cinco de Mayo uh, at Rio Grande Credit Union Field, a.k.a. The Lab. Uh, I believe John Traub is wrapping up a phone call, and he's going to join us shortly to talk about the week at Isotope Stadium, especially a big one on Friday for Cinco de Mayo. It's having the next Mariachi's Night. Really excited for that. We will be live from the concourse at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab. Going to have a lot of fun with it. And John Traub will be calling shortly. Let me... uh. Sorry, doing this, doing some work on air. Well, I'm so, excited. Speaking of excited, speaking of uh, the Mexican vibes at the Mariachis game on Friday, the MLB was just in Mexico. They were, and it was an electric weekend. Uh, I believe it was Friday. There was the Padres versus the Giants. Eleven home runs hit. The balls were flying out of the park because that stadium is two thousand miles above where denver sits at so that air the elevation in that air is thin a hitter's park it was 11 home runs it was like a charity softball event going on (laughs) charity softball event if i mean anybody who knows like the problems that they have at mile high stadium or i mean everyone here loves the isotopes so you know how many balls fly out of you know isotopes park because we're a mile high as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just Denver. Yeah, it's also they forget about New high. Mexico. Yeah, but also Mexico City, Mexico, is 2,000 feet above us. And that ball was flying. And then, interesting enough, the next day after that 11 home run game, they set the over-under at 20 and a half. Didn't even come close. <laughs> it was just one day of pure excitement. Okay, so MLB has this amazing event in Mexico. We're engaging the Mexican people how amazing that the MLB is and trying to get the Mexican people more involved in MLB. And the first thing you talk about is the over-under. Yeah. Gambling in true Jake fashion. I, I love mean, it so that's, much. The gambling makes the world go around in my world. <laughs> so they hit, a, they hit 11 home runs, and they jacked up the over-under the very next day, and it hit way below the under. Way below. Like, did not come close. I'm pretty sure it was like a two-run game. I think the MLB switched balls. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the most MLB thing to do. Your Astros are going to be in uh, Mexico City next year. 
Oh, my God. They're going to hit a 1,000 home runs. Well, Alex Bregman might, but that's about, <laughs> that's, that's about it. Jordan Alvarez will hit one to Monterey Bay. Is, uh, Jose Abreu will be on contract still too, right? Correct. Yeah, so he's going to do all right. Um, yeah, because it was a two-game series there uh, for the Padres and the Giants, and you know the MLB trying to make more uh, friends with the uh, our neighbors down south, and they're doing a good job. And uh, next year it's going to be the Houston Astros facing the Colorado Rockies. So I think you're guaranteed a win here on that one. You oh, thank you very much. I appreciate year. it. Yeah. Not that I want them to win, but I'm just realistic. Well, I mean, the Rockies, like much like the ice hopes, they play a mile high up. Yeah. So, I mean, what's 2,000 more feet to the Rockies? Like, they'll probably have, like, somewhat of a home field advantage. Yeah, definitely. And they're used to the elevation. Except for they're going to get swept by the Astros, obviously, because yeah. it's just a different class organization. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, you know, the NFL is doing games in uh, Mexico. It's, it's about time that MLB started doing games in Mexico because the Mexico uh, national team for the World Baseball Classic had themselves quite a run. The sport is growing out there. And, and I'm worried that they're going to lap the United States eventually because we know how good the teams in the Caribbean are. Yeah. And then Mexico has kicked out some fantastic MLB players. They're the next man up. I agree. Doubt. Like Julio that, Urias, love him. That population and then that that passion for sports, like Mexico will start producing more and more MLB players, and it's really exciting to see. I tell you what, let's take a quick break. Let's go early, and when we get back, we're going to grab John Traub, GM of the Isotopes, let you know everything that's going down with them. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City, and uh, sorry for the tech diffs, but we are back with friend of the show, friend in real life, the man, GM of your Albuquerque Isotopes, John Traub. What's happening, my friend? Not much, man. we got a huge week in front of us, so we're really excited that the team's coming home tomorrow night, and uh, it's going to be a great homestand. There's very few things in this world that I love more than day baseball and we got a day game on thursday excited for that but hey the real story is what's going down on friday am i right john well each one of our games this entire homestand all six of them have a little story behind them but the biggest one is going to be friday night cinco de mayo when it uh marks the five-year anniversary of our very first mariachis game here at the ballpark and uh we're home that night we've got a pregame concert with al hurricane jr rio grande credit union is giving away a, just an awesome jersey to the first three thousand adults 16 and over uh, who come to the ballpark and so i know we're going to get people lining up bright and early that day uh, we got a post-game fireworks show to, to go with everything and al hurricane is going to be singing along to accompany the the fireworks show so we got a lot i probably missed a few things but um friday night's gonna be a huge night for us now now hold on john you're giving away 2998 limited edition mariachi jerseys because because van and jake will be grabbing the first two absolutely these things are Uh, sweet fellas you guys can get the line (laughs) just like everybody (laughs) those are awesome jerseys i've had a lot of friends yeah, a lot of friends have hit me up and been like, are you going to be at the Isotopes on Friday? Because I need you to give me one of those jerseys. I said, well, you better buy a ticket. 
it's so funny because when we have these jerseys, our staff, led by uh, Rebecca Zuck, who designs all of these, um, when we look at them during the off season, we go, oh, man, this one's going to be popular. This one's going to be hot. And then flash forward six months or whatever, and the day comes, and to see people standing in line at or starting the line at 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning because these things are in such hot demand. It's really uh, it's really cool to see. It's very rewarding for people to see that fans are responding to all the hard work that gets put into designing these things and coming up with these great ideas. So I, I know it because I've seen those same comments. And when people, um, when, when people get their tickets, they're going to want to get in line early because – uh, if you're number 3,001 in line, you're probably not going to be very happy. So I know people are going to be getting to the ballpark early that day. Well, my hat's off to Rebecca because the, the Isotopes got the best jerseys in minor league baseball. I don't disagree. I don't disagree in the least. You know, we put a lot of effort into it and a lot of thought and a lot of, you know, it's not just a cheap little giveaway or something that maybe is stereotypical for minor league baseball. These things have a shelf life and, and people love them and they're 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 very unique, you know. We don't sell them. They're not available at the store here. We are selling a, a different kind of jersey, a replica jersey of what the team is going to be wearing on the field that night. So, uh, you know, between the store and the and the giveaway at the at the uh, at the gates, and then the fireworks show and the concert and just the normal mariachi's atmosphere, it's going to be a huge night. This is the fifth year anniversary of the mariachi promotions. John, will you uh, go back in time a little bit and talk about the ori- origins of the mariachis and you know, also piggyback on that with what it means to the New Mexico community? Yeah, for sure, Van. I, I will tell you that um, back in 2000 or, yeah, in 2017, just after the season ended, I got a phone call from somebody at Minor League Baseball who said, we want Albuquerque to participate in this program that we're calling the Copa de la Diversión. And I said, well, what, what in the heck is that? What are, what are we looking at here? And they said, well, we want you to come up with some kind of a name and some kind of a logo that uh, is going to resonate in your community more than just um, uh, putting the word Los in front of something, right? Like sure. you can have a Los Isotope jersey, but is that really authentic when you're trying to connect with the uh, with the Hispanic communities in, in all of our markets? And they thought Albuquerque would be a great market for this. So uh, our staff brainstormed and came up with the name Mariachis, which was very um, bang on because, you know, in our culture, in our community, mariachis really do provide the soundtrack to people's lives. And, you know, from the time you're born to the time you pass away and so many different life events that happen along the way, mariachi music is such a big part of our culture here. And, you know, developing and designing the logo, uh, running it by so many different local business leaders uh, in the Hispano Chamber of Commerce and just just locally and with people who live here, we, we, we kind of test drove it a little bit, and the response was tremendous. And we thought, wow, we might be onto something here. And then just that experience inside the ballpark, it's, it's kind of like a winter league or like, you know, uh, something that you would see, um, you know, outside of the States. It's just between the, from the first pitch or actually from the time that the gates open, music and atmosphere and just dancers and all kinds of things happening on the concourse, on the field even. Um, the players really get energized by it. The staff and the fans certainly get energized by it. And it's just another one of those um, alternate identities that minor league baseball kind of gets known for. And we, we have that freedom and that ability to create some of these things to kind of you know break up the season 75 home games is a lot of season you want to you want to try to do a lot of things that that are 
special and unique and, and that are going to resonate with the fans locally. So when we came up with this, uh, this invitation, when we were invited to participate in this Hispanic outreach for, program we said we have to be real we really have to be grounded and authentic with how we're going to do this and so here we are five years later and it's still going strong and that first game that we had back in 2018 we had almost 17,000 people here it was tremendous it was really it was and it just continues to be you know we set the mark high we set the bar very high and we continue to do things and we've added to that we've added to the atmosphere in the ballpark we do a lot out in the Hispanic communities with player appearances and learning how to paint lowriders, and we've engaged with the lowrider <laughs> community, and, and they, we have the parades at the ballpark and things like that. So it's, it's really cool to see the ideas that germinate just from this one phone call that we got back in 2017 and how it's really become transformative for us as an organization. Well, highlighting uh, the mariachis and how important music is to the uh, Hispanic community, we have the legendary Al Hurricane Jr. doing a concert there, right? Uh, starting at 5.05, correct me if I'm wrong. 5.05 on Friday night. Al's going to have about a 75-minute or so long concert that's going to be from the time the gates open to just before the game starts. And the game starts that night at 7 o'clock, 7.05. And uh, he's going to be playing just like he did last year. We had a game in August where he and his band played, and the fans really got into it and it really provided a neat atmosphere within the stadium um, but this year we're adding another wrinkle to it in that uh, he's going to be on the field singing to the fireworks live post game where um, we're going to have this uh, just this, this wonderful accompaniment to a terrific fireworks show and it's really a, a neat way to cap off the evening so got a lot going on and Al's going to be a huge part of it while the mariachi games and especially the mariachi game on Cinco de Mayo are special treats for Albuquerque and the surrounding areas. You guys got something amazing going on every day. What else is happening in the Isotopes world this week? Well, we got a lot. We have a day. We have a day game. Everybody says they like day games. We have two day games at homestand, including Thursday. It's a school day matinee, but we're starting actually at eleven oh five in the morning. Perfect time for people to come catch a few innings, have lunch at the ballpark. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great night. We got a lot of kids. And uh, Saturday night is one of our little league nights where we're going to have a post game fireworks show. We already have almost five thousand kids. Uh, and their teams and teammates and parents and whatnot. So it's going to be just a ton of atmosphere in the ballpark. And that fireworks show Saturday is going to be something special. The weather's supposed to be pretty darn good this entire homestand, so I'm excited about that. Close off with another day game on Sunday afternoon at 1.35 before the team hits the road um, next week, and then we come home for 12 the week after. So team's going to be home for 18 home games, I think it is, in the month of May. we got a lot going on, and uh, we're just getting started. Bonus two-week homestand i love that so much you get to have the boys there on back-to-back fridays we're really excited for some more isotopes baseball all summer it is the absolute best place to be most family friendly fun in albuquerque and surrounding areas anything else to leave the friends of the show with before we let you go john I would agree with you, Van, I think, uh, but I'm a little bit biased. But, you know, if you've never been to a ball game at, at our stadium, come this week. We've got a little bit of something for everybody. We've got some slower nights because school's going to still be in session, et cetera. And then we've got probably three huge games, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where uh, it's really full of atmosphere. The baseball's always quality. We've got the Houston Astros AAA affiliate coming in and as our opponent from Sugarland, Texas. And uh, it's just a great atmosphere to be in. It's a great ballpark to be in if you've never come. Give yourself a chance to come at least once, and then once you come once, you're going to really fall in love with the atmosphere, and we appreciate the opportunity to talk about it.
Obviously, the isotopes are going 6-0 and this week. Absolutely. But a little special <laughs> treat, uh, Uncle Mike, Mike Brantley, will be playing for Sugarland Space Cowboys, perennial all-star candidate. Michael Brandt yeah. is going to be in town I just as well. Saw the, I just saw the Sugarland roster, and I saw him on there. So uh, I haven't heard what his injury is or how long it's going to be before he gets back. But, you know, that's the thing about coming to our games. You never know who you're going to see either on the way up, uh, maybe a prospect, maybe a name you've never heard of who goes on to have a great major league career. Sometimes you get these guys, you know, on an injury rehab assignment or maybe somebody who's trying to get back to the big leagues. They also have Pedro Leon, uh, who has been with, you know, with Sugarland and with the Astros and had some – some great contributions you know they've been a very solid development team and um you know they always give us trouble especially here so uh it's going to be a great series pedro leon had our number last year let's hope he gets a couple days off this week yeah i was hoping that he get called up to the big leagues you know <laughs> uh, he only hits about 1800 home runs every time he's here so uh we may have to use special baseballs for him or something i don't know john chobb general manager of your albuquerque isotopes thank you so much my friend you got it, guys. Take care. When we get back, we're talking about the NFL draft with our special NFL draft. As more two men on when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Ram, friends of the show, you're listening to two men on. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio as we are right here at the YMCA McLeod Branch. Get on down here. we got an open house. They'd love to show you around. We're going to waive your join fee, and uh, Van's going to give you a free month if you sign up. Come on down. Come break my bank. <laughs> we already got one taker. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, right. More coming right now. I'm assuming the uh, everyone's stuck in traffic about to hit that exit where the wreck just happened right in front of you and head right here to the ymca it's a good pit stop right before you get home you know might as well sign up get your healthy on you know and it's always fun to stay at the ymca and if you come down to the ymca you get to meet in person nfl savant frequent contributor our young nfl expert ryan ramirez welcome back to the program my friend thank you guys so much for having me on again i enjoy it so uh, we answered a lot of emails. They're very upset that they didn't get your NFL expertise before the draft. But here we are to recap the draft. The friends of the show have spoken, and Ryan Ramirez, you're back for another one. So you're about to wrap up your sophomore year in high school. Yeah. You're going to have a nice little summer. I'm sure you're going to eat a lot of food and lift a lot of weights as <laughs> you are a football player for Albuquerque Academy. Is that correct? Yes, it is. What position do you play? Uh, I play offensive tackle and defensive tackle. Oh, both sides of the ball. Yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> and you are uh, growing about as fast as a one human can. What are you, what are you up to now? Uh, I am 6'2 and 260. 6'2, <laughs> 260. And you're going to be wish. a junior next year. Yes. So things are looking up for the Albuquerque Academy football program. Starting with their starting with the trenches, that's for sure. Yeah. So you love you some football, and if you don't remember last year, friends of the show, we had Ryan on to talk about the NFL draft, and he absolutely killed it. So we had to have him back on this year. You have a, a certain passion for the NFL, and you like to watch these college players develop as they go into the draft, as they go into the NFL. Where did this passion come from originally? Um, well, I mean, I've always been a football fan, and um, honestly, any football I can watch, um, I'll watch it because I enjoy it. Um, 
my passion probably came from it started with my dad. He got me interested in the football, and you know, ever since then, it's been my favorite sport, and it's not even close. So, all right, who is your favorite team? Who is your dad's favorite team? Dallas Cowboys, both of us. Both of you? Oh, yeah. You didn't rebel. You didn't rebel <laughs> against your dad like a teenager. Nah, Got to go Cowboys all, all day. All right. <laughs> so uh, when the Cowboys gets really good grades on their draft, you'll know. You'll why. know why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start from the top. Let's talk about the teams. Uh, before you talk about individual players, what team do you think did the best in this year's NFL draft? Well, I think, um, you know, the Texans and the Eagles had good drafts, but I have to go with the Seahawks because at number five, they got Devin Witherspoon, and um, he'll be um, a perfect person to slot across Tariq Wolin, who uh, broke out last year as a later pick in the draft. And um, all the way at number 20, which I was really surprised about, um, Jackson Smith and Jigma in Jigba fell all the way, and I thought he was going to go top 10 for sure. I and did he too. fell all the way down there. That's a steal. Even though it's not their biggest position of need, Tyler Lockett seems to be getting up there in age, so I think it's a good pick for them. Yeah, uh, he's going to be the number three receiver on a receiver court that has, you mentioned, Tyler Lockett, the stud, freak athlete, DK Metcalf, <laughs> and now probably the best wide receiver in the draft, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, Geno Smith is just going to get better and better next year. Yeah, he's got all the weapons around him, all of the weapons. <laughs> okay, so I think the Eagles had an absolute coup in this draft, especially their first-round picks. They tore it up. Jalen Carter allegedly had some concerns in his personal life, his effort, et cetera, et cetera, just those those red flags that make you drop in the draft. And then they go and steal uh, Nolan Smith, who I think is almost as good as uh, is, uh, Jalen. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's a crazy still, um, Nolan Smith, all the way back there because uh, he was predicted to go top 15 in a lot of drafts, and he's got a ton of talent. And even though, you know, the Eagles' biggest need may not be their defense anymore, I think at 30, if he's still available, you have to go with him there. And Jalen Carter, I mean, he's got all the talent in the world. Even though D-tackle's not their biggest need, he can just he can do everything. There, there's no way... No other way to explain it. He's a freak athlete. <laughs> the Eagles really just looked at talent on the board and were like, we're mm -hmm. taking the best guy available. That was yeah. kind of their whole strategy. And coincidentally, they were all from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> now they have, was it three or four Georgia players on their defense? Yeah, I think they have five because they drafted one later in the draft. They, they got another yeah. one later in the draft. Yeah. Oh, and then that they is just bonkers. added uh, DeAndre Swift, too. Ah, yeah. Yeah, another Georgia Bulldog. Let's go uh, Georgia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia North. So, okay, you mentioned um, the Seahawks. You mentioned the Eagles. Who else do you think had a good draft? I think the Texans had a good draft because they got C.J. Stroud at two, and then they were like, why stop there? And they traded up to number three with the Cardinals. They were like, we want Will Anderson, and he has a ton of talent, a ton of talent. He's going to be a beast off the edge for them. And I think from a defensive standpoint, they've been lacking a lot, but they've really been lacking offensive or, sorry, defensive pressure. And I think that's a big um, pick for them right there. Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud's going to tear it up. I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. Tonight. Okay. And I that, will agree with that statement. C.J. Stroud is going to be a dog for yeah. the Texans. See, that was going to be my next question because, you know, we, we last week at um, Isotope Stadium, we saw the results of the S2. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud had the lowest score. Yeah. And but, Bryce Young had the first. So we had the highest score and then the second score right back to back. 
And so I'm wondering if, if you're a front office guy, if you're sitting there in front of a laptop at the draft and you're looking at these two quarterbacks, do you go like purely on tape or for you – uh, General Manager Ramirez, <laughs> do you just go by tape, or do these do these test results matter anything to you? Well, personally, if I was the general manager, I think you know test results. You know they're there, but tape is what matters in my opinion. The it's the biggest thing. I mean, they're out on the field, they're playing. That's what they're going to do. Test results. You're not going to go on the field and run the forty. You're not going to go on the field and run the five ten five. So, I think test results are important, but not as important as film. But um, I think, but I also do think that like physical stats are important, even at the quarterback position, because Bryce Young is a little bit short. Sure. And I think my comparison to the NFL with Bryce Young is Kyler Murray, which worries me a little bit because Kyler Murray has struggled a little bit just seeing over his own linemen. Yeah. And yeah. I think Bryce Young processes the game better, in my opinion. I mean, we'll have to see in, in the NFL how he process it, but I think he's a little bit of a better processor than Kyler Murray. So. You never really know. I think he's mobile, too. So, All right. Tell me why I am the wrongest person in the history of the planet. I think if you need a franchise quarterback and you got time to develop, I think Anthony Richardson is the prize of this draft. I think that's an interesting take there. but um, <laughs> <laughs> You can call me an idiot yeah. on air. That's fine. Everyone else well, does. I wouldn't necessarily call you an idiot here because <laughs> I think Anthony Richardson is the most athletic most athletic quarterback in the draft here, and it's not even close. The dude can throw the ball like 75-plus yards, which is crazy. Um, he can run. He's got good size. I mean, the dude, since you're talking about development in years, he can definitely develop into the best quarterback out of this draft. All right, who, who – Jake, I'm sorry. I'm railroading you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to jump in with oh, Ryan? Course. Well, how do you feel about Will Levis there dropping down to 33 to the Titans? Did oh, they make an, the correct move? Yeah, that was an absolute steal for the Titans. I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill, is, he's kind of lost it all in my opinion. He's too old now. Uh, we saw our little – a little bit of Malik Willis. He's definitely See, I'm not. See, I'm a big Malik guy, so I was yeah. a little hurt for Will Levis getting drafted <laughs> by the Titans. But uh, he is the, he, they did say that uh, Will Levis is going to be the third quarterback right now starting third. off. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so they're going to have him <laughs> as the third quarterback because he's got to win the jobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand it because he's the rookie coming in. He has to earn it. But I think he's the best in the room right now. So you're, um, I think a, a really good – indicator of a quarterback are what we saw the test scores your uh, your cognitive processing etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think a lot of a quarterback success depends on just the situation you fall into yeah so like bryce young cj stroud anthony richardson they're all going to join dumpster fires yeah these are all bad teams who are hopefully on their way up with a lot of luck and a lot of help. Well, Bryce Young's going to have some help with those wide receivers they just picked yeah, up. They, they they did do good. You're right. You're right on that that aspect. But like as an organization, as a franchise, as a team that's already built, I don't think anybody is set up for success better than Will Levis. Because don't forget the Titans were the number one seed in AFC two short years ago. If it wasn't for injuries, they'd have been a, a lot better this past year too. They're already a loaded depth chart. Now, I will say I am going to disagree with that. Ooh, here we go. Because the Titans don't have good receivers. They drafted Traylon Burks. He currently looks like a bust. you got to give him another year, though, but they don't really have any good receivers, in my opinion. And 
I honestly don't even know who their tight end is. <laughs> so I think Anthony Richardson came into the best situation. Yeah, he's got Colts. Michael Pittman Jr. He's got uh, running back from Wisconsin, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. You know, he has some options out there. Uh, Zach, Pe- no, Zach Pascal went somewhere else. Where? Who are the Colts wide receivers? You know, on the top of your head. Uh, Michael, Michael Pittman Michael Jr. Pittman, is a yeah. stud. He's Alec Pierce. Oh, and a former Buffalo Bill, Isaiah McKenzie. Ooh, he's fast. Yeah, the muscle <laughs> yeah. hamster is his nickname. Okay, first off, no, he stole that from Doug Martin. Doug Martin <laughs> yeah, he's is the, the muscle original ha- muscle hamster. OG, yes. OG muscle hamster. So who, who do you think um, in the first couple rounds is the steal of the draft? Who do you like so, for where they were slotted or the talent you think they have? Who was the steal? Okay, so the still, in my opinion, is really close between Will Levis and Christian Gonzalez. Okay. But I think I'm going to have to go with Christian Gonzalez here because um, the Patriots, they don't necessarily need a cornerback super bad. But when Christian Gonzalez falls to you at number 17, you have to take him. That guy has a ton of talent. And his size, he has good size, speed, he can jump. That's all that you need in a cornerback. And uh, speaking of that, I'm surprised the commanders didn't take him before, and they went with um, Emmanuel Forbes, who he's good, but Christian Gonzalez, he's just a different animal. Well, you know it's a bad sign when the New England Patriots put their pick in like immediately after the Washington Commanders put their pick in. They were like, okay, you're not taking him. We're definitely going to have the shot. Christian Gonzalez is the steal. Yeah, they were like, I can't believe you did not pick this guy. You know what the sh- most shocking thing to me was, though, was Bijan Robinson going to the Atlanta Falcons because oh. they were the third best rushing team last year, and they're just going to make it more lethal. Yeah. I mean, I think in this day and age, taking a running back top 10 is a little bit questionable to me because you don't really, like, run as much anymore, and they're not as important, and they have shorter, like, spans in the NFL of being really good. Um I know B. John Robinson has a ton of talent, but as you were saying, they had the third best rushing, and they didn't need him. There were better players they could take there, in my opinion. They definitely needed an O-lineman. They could have taken Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky. ton of picks there that they could have had, but they went with B. John Robinson. Um, I mean, at least they stole it from the Eagles. I'm happy about that as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I, I also have, I mean, as talented as he is, you know, you mentioned the short life, the short shelf life of NFL running backs and having a B. John Robinson in the top 10, the, the money that gets slotted right there. And, you know, you're going to have to give him 200 carries and 50 receptions out of the gate to justify paying a top 10 running back that much. But I think he's got the talent. We'll see if the Falcons can build around him. Uh, let's talk about a few specific teams. First, let's start with your Dallas Cowboys. How did your and basically Albuquerque's Dallas Cowboys fair in this draft? I think all the way at number 26, they did an excellent job. Mozzie Smith is an athletic freak. There's no other way to explain it. That dude's jumping as high as some of the receivers. He's running his 40 super fast. I mean, the dude's 330 pounds, and he's running that fast. He's crazily athletic. I saw a video the other day, and he was just, like, jumping up these five-foot stairs over and over and over. He didn't even have to stop. It's crazy. The dude is so athletic. Well, I must apologize to you. As a Buffalo Bills fan, the uh, Bills jumped the uh, Cowboys in the draft to take our guy, Dalton yeah. Kincaid, who you guys really wanted. And we had to take our shot. But how do you feel about uh, Michigan's tight end, uh, Luke Schoenmaker, at number 58 in the draft? I think for what the Cowboys are looking for in a tight end, which I believe is a blocking tight end who can run those short routes, it, he's a perfect fit. I think... 
we could have preferably had Michael Mayer. I was hoping he would fall a little bit in the second round, but he didn't. Uh, I was thinking we could trade up if he did, but that didn't happen. But Luke Schoonmaker, um, I mean, he's got he's got good hands, and he can definitely block. And from what it sounds like the Cowboys want to do this year, they want to run the ball. So I think he's a good pick for us. I don't think he'll start as a day one starter, but I think he'll be our second tight end. It'll be Ferguson at number one, though. And you guys honestly had one of the best stories of the draft with uh, Deuce Vaughn getting drafted by his dad, who's an uh, assistant scout for the team. That was an incredible story. Yeah, I loved that. It was awesome. I saw that video, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, man, his dad was just so happy for him. And it's a great story. You love to see that that happens. And it's not just, a, oh, his dad's on our team. We're going to draft him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got talent. He's shifty. I think he could turn into a special teams threat at kick returner. In hey, my opinion. Overall, what uh, grade do you give your Dallas Cowboys? Uh, I will give them a B plus. Okay. For the main fact okay. that they didn't take a lineman until the fifth round. Mm. And we need depth there, which I don't think we got. Okay. How about my Green Bay football Packers? We finally got rid of that locker room cancer and distraction. <laughs> four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. Did we set Jordan Love up for success in this draft? Uh, well, first I'm going to talk about Lucas Van Ness because sure. I think you guys, um, you got rid of Zadarius Smith right. and I think he is basically Zadarius Smith, like 2.0. Okay. I think he's a good replacement. Um, he should get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I don't know if he'll be great in the run coming off the edge. I think he, he might get a little bit, um, manhandled maybe, but, uh, I think he's there for the pass rush mainly. And then in the second round, I think you guys took... Jaden Reed, correct. Steal. Yeah, I think that was a good pick. He's he's fast, and I mean, you guys needed a receiver bad. You've always needed a receiver. I will say I am confused at the 13th pick why you didn't take Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think you need a receiver bad, and he would have slotted perfectly, especially for a young quarterback like Jordan Love. Well, I mean, the Packers never draft offense in the first round. Yeah. Why <laughs> start now? I yeah. honestly thought they were going to as just like a as a goodbye gift to yeah. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like, oh, you're gone now? Let's draft some offensive weapons. <laughs> I, I'm excited about this kid, Luke Musgrave, uh, the 11th pick in the second round, the tight end out of Oregon State. He wasn't one of the big-name tight ends that I was looking at earlier, but in retrospect, I go back and look at some of the tape. I'm like, oh, my God, when healthy, this kid's a stud. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's pretty good. Um, they ranked him a little bit farther back than I think he should have been ranked, at least in the pre-draft rankings. So I, th- I do think it's an interesting pick for you guys. I thought you might have gone with Darnell Washington out of Georgia there. And that's going to be the best tight end yeah. of the draft. Ooh, yeah, okay. I'm going to say it here. We're going to be talking about him in three years from now that nobody thought about him. They didn't want to take him because he's had injuries and all that, but he's going to be a monster. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair statement there. I mean, I I personally think it'll be Meyer. That may be a little bit biased because I'm a Notre Dame fan, but <laughs> I he's got the size and everything, and he's fast too somehow. <laughs> but um, back to Musgrave, yeah, he, he'll fit in perfect with the Packers. He's kind of he's kind of like a faster Mercedes Lewis Oh, I like that comparison. Ooh, okay. Yeah, excellent. Love that. All right, real quickly, we're up against the break. How about Jake's Bills? How did Jake's Bills do? The Bills, well, they got Kincaid, and I was kind of sad about that as a Cowboys fan. Um, (laughs) I was like, they drafted him there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. But speaking of what I was just saying, obviously I think Kincaid is a very good player. Um, I don't think he was exactly what the Cowboys were looking for in a tight end, but if he was there, they were going to take him. They needed a tight end so bad. Um, 
I mean, he's pretty elite. I didn't know if him or Meyer were going to go first. But yeah, that was the shocker it, for me. Once they got closer to the draft, it looked like Kincaid was going to go first. Um, and I think that's a good pick by the Bills. You do have Knox, who kind of broke out last year. And he, we just extended him for four years, yeah. so I was a little confused on why we were taking a tight end. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to fill that position that we've been missing. It's yeah. going to be our Travis Kelsey. Oh. He's going to be catching balls in the middle of the field, short passes, what Josh Allen was missing out on his whole career. Yes. Oh, s- spoken like a true homer, comparing your <laughs> your rookie draft pick to the best tight end in the NFL. I love, it. <laughs> I love that energy. Is there a better pick? than the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Joey Porter Jr. I mean, uh, that's the most perfect organizational pick I've seen. Your your father's a legend. You drop down to the exact same spot. I mean, it's just like almost poetic how perfect it was him landing in the Steelers' hands. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, it's a really it's a still for the Steelers, in my opinion. He's got a lot of talent. I know there were a lot of other cornerbacks in this draft, and maybe that's why he went a little bit later. Okay. But, you know, if... If the Washington was going to t- once again back to Washington, they should have taken him at least. Uh-huh. Like I don't get it, but yeah, I mean it. It was a good story for him, and um, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Go okay. Bowler. In five years, what are we talking about from this year's draft? Probably the quarterbacks, in my opinion, because I think a lot of people were hyped on the quarterbacks this year. There were two really good ones at the top, and then Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I think we're talking about how Will Levis dropped so far. And is the best quarterback out of this draft. Ooh, love that. Because I think if the Titans can build around him, he will become a great quarterback. And, um, I mean, he's kind of a pocket passer, but he also has speed, too. And, um, you know, I think he could be a little bit like a... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, but he can like actually run. See, you know, <laughs> I saw you know a lot what? of comparisons to Josh Allen and Will okay. Lewis, so I will be rooting for him slightly because of that. Yeah. <laughs> His uh, social media game is on point to Ryan Ramirez, our NFL expert, NFL draft savant, (laughs) about to be, after this summer, a junior at Albuquerque Academy. Thank you so much for joining us, and you crushed it again, my friend. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I love doing this. It's my favorite thing to do, so thank you so much. Killed it again. Always welcome on the program. When we get back, we're talking a little sports and sports-adjacent content. We're talking a little YMCA with GM of the McLeod branch, Mark Lewis. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Mark's here. Hold on. Show some respect, would you? <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Cheese and rice. The boys are live here from the McLeod branch, uh, right off of Comanche in between Juan Tabot and Tramway. You get down here before 8. We're going to waive your join fee. And thanks to general manager here at the McLeod branch, Mark Lewis, we're going to give you a free month. Well, you know, that's awful generous of you, man, but uh, <laughs> you might need to foot that bill for us. Okay, I'll leave my credit card (laughs) here on retainer for all the new friends of the show that want to join here. Get down here, we'll waive your join fee. Van will give you a free month. And like, There's not enough amazing things you do in the community here. It's not just a gym, am I right? Absolutely not. I mean, we have everything from we like to say cradle to grave. So, you know, from the you know, six months old all the way through to as long as it will take you all the way up to silver sneakers <laughs> that's right that's right you're gonna keep everybody active 
So um, I've seen a lot of uh, young men and women trancing throughout the lobby here in their swim gear. It looks like uh, the swim season is in high demand right now. What's going on with the swim team world? It's fast approaching us. So uh, the Kraken swim team is the YMCA swim team, and, and we take part in the Sundance Aquatic League. It's eight different teams across the Albuquerque area, Socorro and Berlin, and uh, it's a great program. It's for kids that uh, are needing something to do in the summer, and what better way is there to spend your summer is to get in the pool and learn a lifelong skill that you can enjoy. The Kraken, I like that name. That's fearless. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the summer programs you got coming up ahead of us? Absolutely. So uh, a lot of summer camps for the kids, uh, sports athletic program, uh, soccer Basketball is on, underway right now. Volleyball is underway. And those are filling up fast, too, right? They are. There's still some spots available. So the sooner you act, the better you can get in and get a time, practice time that you can, is convenient for mom and dad. Well, you heard the man. You better come down here and sign up. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's, to, there's tons of great summer programs, teaching, teaching your kids anything from STEM to sports to fitness and exercise. Uh, even got, like, what, an archery Archery, yeah. There's a, a cooking class for kids. Uh, oh, I might need that one. Kids gone crafty. <laughs> I mean, there, there, you know, wide variety of activities and interest levels for everyone. Jake, Jake just got out of college, so all he knows is ramen and toast. Yeah, pretty much. It takes a little while, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacques was saying something about coding, I heard, about yeah. for a summer program. That's uh -huh. pretty cool. Well, tell us more about that. So these are are what we call our, our specialty camps. They're a week in duration, and each week it will be a different topic. So gotcha. Kids Gone Crafty, uh, the coding, archery, to name a few. But if you go to our website, there's a full listing of, of those camps that are available um, either in the morning a.m. time frame or the afternoon time frame, generally four hours in duration for a week. And so you don't have to be a member of the YMCA to get into the sports programs, the summer programs, but it helps financially if you are. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, there's really no reason a person, uh, when they see everything in front of them, why they would not be a member for uh, strictly participation in programs. And then you have everything else that comes along with it. It pays for itself. It does. And even if you're like a single dude like I am who's looking for a nice gym, there are two nice gyms. One, you listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. The boys are live from the McLeod YMCA, Comanche, in between Juan Tabo and Tramway. It's an open house tonight. Got some friends of the show come hanging out already. Gave away... Um, one free month already, but if you show up, say you're a friend of the show, or just show up. Yeah, just show up. They'll take you on a tour of these amazing facilities and let you know everything that YMCA does for the community. They're an OG friend of the show, and anything that they do for the Albuquerque and surrounding areas, we are here to support 100%. Uh, come on down. We'll waive your join fee, and uh, Van will get you a month for free. Wow. You're footing a big bill today, huh? I am. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you know how much I make doing this, Jake, but it's not much. <laughs> now the friends of the show get it all as I'm giving away three months here at the YMCA. Duke City, the NFL is coming to New Mexico. 
Look at us. Wait, what? Strike that, reverse it. Where? Duke City. (laughs) New Mexico is coming to the NFL. Uh, We did it. We got a perpetual floodgate opening up. New Mexicans heading to the NFL this year. Uh, Count them. Three. 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 Two, Two locals. One former Lobo. Hey. If you're, if you're a Lobo for one year, you're a Lobo for life. Yeah, sir. Far, My yes. alumni, Scopos. All right. You're yes. wearing your your cherry shirt I today. I wore it just for this segment. Aw. Yeah. You, I, you, I knew we were going to be talking about uh, Jarek Reed II. How can we not talk about Jarek Reed II, who was drafted by the uh, – apparently going to take over the Cowboys in Albuquerque fandom next year as the, the favorite Seattle team. Seahawks. Yes, the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, sir. Going to take over the Dallas Cowboys next year in Albuquerque fandom as they drafted Lobo Jarek Reed the second. And uh, talk about a dude who deserved it. I know, right? I mean, he was uh, New Mexico's MVP last year. Started 12 games, made 94 tackles, and uh, he did sensational uh last year in 2021 he was an honorable mention for all conference uh he made a name for himself here uh he's originally from mississippi and uh decided to come and transfer on down to the lobos and was a very huge impact player for us made it to uh the seattle seahawks with the uh 198th overall pick uh great position to be in uh for uh jarek reed he uh honestly He's going to be an impact player for the Seahawks because they really needed help with the with their cornerback and safety positions. Like any anybody who watched the Lobos this year, or watched tape of the Lobos, or watched the games on television, he stood out. He did without a doubt. He was he's the first uh, NFL uh, draftee for the Lobos since 2018. Oh my goodness! It's been a while since the Lobos have been uh, back in the draft and mentioned. So, I mean, we needed um, basically what? He's going to have a Hall of Fame trajectory as good or better as Erlacher, um, uh buy tickets to uh, Canton uh, 18 years from now as he's going to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame uh, along by, with Brian Erlacher, obviously. Yeah, and then we also have uh, two young studs who are uh, undrafted. Ooh. Yeah, Jordan Bird and uh, – Keyshawn Banks, uh, former uh, San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, Jordan Bird played at Manzano, and uh, he signed with the uh, Steelers, and it's going to be a great fit for him. I think, honestly, he might be the factor for undrafted free agents to make a name for themselves. He's going to be an Austin Eckler type. He uh, he Because Austin Eckler went undrafted, made a hell of a career for himself over there in the sunny san diego slash la and uh, i think jordan's going to do the exact same thing over there with the steelers because uh, jordan started off as a quarterback right uh, that, am, am, am i am i getting the right kiddo here i, I could be getting it wrong i i am often I'm wrong and the friends sure of the show he was always a running back and i do believe in high school he played some safety okay well, I am a fool, like the friends of the show often remind me. But allow me to double-check on that one for you. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a really cool day for New Mexico sports fans as we got three new dudes to cheer for, and I got a dude to cheer for as Kashawn Banks. 
He's a Packer. Yeah, Rio Rancho native. Go uh, Pack Go. Yes, sir. I hope he's able to make it through training camp. Uh, they need defensive line help, and uh, he could be a real impact for them. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a great organization to fall onto because they promote, let's say he doesn't make the 53-man, which he has all the talent in the world to do. If he doesn't make the 53-man, the Packers are known for developing their own practice squad players and lifting them up from the practice squad to the special teams to the starting players. So he landed in a great spot. And uh, I know Albuquerque and surrounding areas, all in New Mexico, uh, is going to be rooting for them. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be huge. I mean, Jordan Bird is going to be cheering, teaming up with another Albuquerque native, Zach Gentry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he just got extended for another year. So, uh, you know, they'll have that Albuquerque connection there, and uh, they might be best friends by the end of training camp. Shout out to Zach, uh, another friend of our friend of Howie's Sports Page. Yes, and uh, former El Dorado Eagle, my alumni. Oh, you guys are practically related. Uh, practically, right? I mean, what's it like over there at the Gentry uh, Thanksgiving when you go over there with your family? You know, a lot of tall guys. I'm definitely the, sh- <laughs> the shortest one in the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but he was a sensational quarterback when he was over at El Dorado. But he made the correct decision to switch to tight end. I could be. I couldn't be more stoked for New Mexico sports. Let's keep this momentum going and keep uh, stuffing the NFL with these New Mexico homegrown athletes. It's really cool to see, and you know we're going to be supporting you in your journey. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the Boston Bruins being just the biggest losers in the history of the world and also the biggest disappointments in all of sports history. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Congratulations again to these New Mexicans who made their way to the NFL. We're going to be supporting you and cheering for you all season. Let's go. You're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cowell Banker Legacy Mobile Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, which where we are right now at the McLeod branch. Uh, we're just waiving joining fees and giving free months out here. We're just making it rain. All on van. Making it rain health on my tab open till eight today right luncheon that is correct come out to the open house up until eight or just pop by anytime whenever you get a chance exactly the facilities here and the, the facilities at the other horn branch or fantastic and i can't get enough of this place and everything they do for the community the boys have lunch and a milkshake at the 66 diner we're getting strong at evolve strong and the weekends that's for teller vodka new mexico's vodka don't miss a single bit of away New Mexico United action at Hollow Spirits. Check out Hollow Spirits website for all kinds of other awesome events that they have out there. And uh, Thursdays, those are throwing Thursdays, my friends, as we brought ABQ Axe back into the fold. And every other Thursday, we will be at Albuquerque Axe. $7.50 off per hour, Jake. A bargain, it if you ask nuts. me. And you know me, Van. I like my deals. You do like your deals. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm a penny pincher. You're like thick and thin. What do you call it? Extreme couponing? No, that's a little too far. That me. one's too far? Yeah. I'm a penny pincher on things that are important, and then I will blow money on the most unimportant things, like jerseys and golf shirts. Yeah, you save all your money to spend on that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. The things that are important to me. Naturally. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah, I know, but I think I'm going to have to splurge a little bit and get uh, get in on this YMCA deal. Going you on. should. Yes, yeah, sir. Get a free month on my uh, on my account. 
uh, on the Bruins account. Uh, they're basically the biggest losers in the history of sports. Blew a 3-1 lead. The <laughs> best team hockey has ever seen. 133 points. The President's Cup. And they blew it. Florida, South Florida is having a a year right now. We got the Miami Heat doing upsetting the Bucks, and the Florida Panthers taking on the best team the NHL has ever seen. Uh, what a night! Well, they're not the best team the NHL has ever seen because those losers lost in the first round of the playoffs. Much like Aaron Rodgers, best regular season. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers is the best regular season quarterback in the history of the sport. And this year's Boston Bruins are the best regular season team in the history of hockey. There has never been a better regular season team than this year's Boston Bruins. And honestly, I'm really happy they lost. (laughs) I can't stand teams from Philly or Boston because I'm a loyal New Yorker. Bastard. And, uh, you know, how do you like those apples is all I got to say. Suck it, Jada. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Uh, I'm glad Boston's reign of terror is over because ever since, uh, what do you think, you want to call it, whenever I graduated high school and then the Patriots got Tom Brady, friggin' everything has been Boston. The Red Sox went on a tear. The Celtics have been good this whole time. The Patriots, forget about it. The Boston Bruins have been competitive every year in and out. I think this right now, Boston's reign of terror is over. The oh, Celtics, the Celtics, God. the Celtics are going to get bounced by the 76ers. Wow, that's a bold claim. The Bruins obviously lost. The Patriots are going to suck from from now to the history of the world. Yeah, and I, thank the, God. The Red Sox are going to be the lovable losers again. Yep. Boston, I hope you enjoyed this run. It's Nature over. is healing. Finally. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it was a little sad last night uh, for all my hockey fans out there. If you know about my man Patrice Bergeron. I don't. He's been uh, with the Bruins since 2003. Ooh. 20 years oh of playing God. for the Bruins. So long. Mr. Boston. For that hockey team and we might have witnessed him play his last game last night that's almost sad if it wasn't so hilarious yeah they're the best team in the history of hockey and mm-hmm. they get bounced in the first round by a by a place where ice doesn't exist fort lauderdale panthers <laughs> fort lauderdale they've never had ice they can't even keep ice in their ice machines. It's so hot and humid. They there. spend more money making sure that their rink is skatable than, like, anything else in that whole state. Yes. You know, like, oh, and Florida, you know, I have a soft spot for Florida in my heart. That's where I feel like I belong. That's okay. where I want to be. And the fact that a Florida team beat Boston I couldn't be more ecstatic. Okay, well, let's okay. Hold on. Well, let's unpackage this Florida thing a little bit because, uh, except for maybe um, some very cultural parts of Miami, nothing strikes fear in my heart more than every single town in Florida has a handful of Florida men who are out to get you. Does that, I think, does that I not think bother you no, at all? Because I'm going to be a Florida Because you're a Florida man, man I'm a Florida already. Florida man already, but God here in Albuquerque, it. yeah. And, you know, Florida is essentially just New York 2.0 because one out of three people there are from New York. Right, the yeah. retirees. No, 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 no. They, a they, lot, got, they young, got young, they got young New Yorkers, oh, yeah. too? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, the Buffalo Bills mob that goes out over there every year and uh, shows a lot of uh, hometown support in uh, Florida. 
I had no idea. Yeah, there's a lot of New Yorkers in Florida. I thought it was just all the Manhattan retirees, Bubby. Those are the snowbirds. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but no, a lot of people move to Florida. And honestly, from my time I've spent in Florida, because I go a decent amount, I don't think I've met one person from Florida. Okay, well, if New York is America's fist, that means Florida is America's penis. So I guess this all makes sense. Yeah. One and the same. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I, honestly, I think Florida might be the best state in the United States. Oh, my goodness. That's a bold claim. I that know, is a hot take. A lot of people hate on Florida every time I mention it, but I love it. Sunny weather year-round. Golf 24-7. You know, the sports are okay, but you're guaranteed to at least see some teams come in, whether or not you want to root for a Florida team or not. And it's just fun. Spring break, um, you know, coconut. Uh, iguanas and alligators there's dinosaurs out there what more could you need you're literally you're in the united states and you don't feel like you're in the united states that's the beauty of florida okay i'm sold yeah you want to go you won me over all right i guess we're moving to florida you you just (laughs) described everything that i enjoyed about mexico since i just got back from mexico but uh you don't need a a passport but with a mullet yeah yeah (laughs) okay yeah and a little country Florida, Mexico with a mullet. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm going to start using that. All right. The visitor's board can have that if they'd like to. Yeah. I'm not going to charge you at all. Actually, Florida, can you pay for all of these YMCA memberships I'm giving away today? Yeah, they, they got the money. Somebody's got to cover this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, just one more hockey topic. Oh, please. No, go ahead. Go crazy. This is topic. literally the second time we've ever talked about hockey yeah, in the program. And I, I, do, I do like hockey, and uh, NHL playoff hockey is very important to my heart because uh, as it's a northerner thing. Sure, um, sure, sure. Hockey doesn't get as much love out here as it should be. But, oh, uh, well, there's some huge following for hockey out here. Oh, the yeah, Ice Wolves. The ice, the ice Wolves crush it. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to shout out the Kraken for being the first team to win their first playoff series against a former defending champion. First time ever that's ever happened in the NHL. And the Kraken are doing the right things. And here's my bold prediction for the West. Vegas versus Kraken. Oh, that's going to be bonkers. Expansion versus expansion. The Kraken have the coolest uniforms in the NHL. You're not wrong. And they're going to be electric on that ice. I'm very excited to see what happens, and uh, I'm I'm rooting for the Kraken. I'm rooting for all the Canadian teams and the uh, New York Rangers as well. So, you know, the Kraken do have a very passionate fan base. You know what they're called? What? Crackheads. Oh, I like that. I think I'm going to have to become a – I mean, I'm a Buffalo Sabres guy, thick and thin, but I want to be an honorary crackhead. You get two teams. Are they in the same division? No. They're all the way across the coast. You got yeah. a, you got your West Coast team. Yeah, exactly. You can be an honorary crackhead. I'm an honorary crackhead from this day on out. I mean, I already was before the Kraken thing, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I've, I'm very passionate Jake about this. Jake likes to party. Uh, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> when we get back, more sports and sports-adjacent talk as uh, old PT here, Luke Humphreys from the YMCA, joins us. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. going to be his first time on the program you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal welcome back duke city got a 
old friend of the Y, but a new friend of the show. Personal trainer right here at the McLeod branch of your YMCA. Luke Humphreys, welcome, my dude. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You're uh, a young, talented man, and just probably, uh, Jake, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, the best-looking dude I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Yeah, without a doubt. I need this guy to teach me how to look how amazing <laughs> he does, man. Because, wow, look out, ladies. Summer 2023 belongs to Luke. Oh, the summer of Luke. Wow. <laughs> so you wear a lot of hats, my dude. You're an exercise science major at UNM. You uh, do personal training here yep. at the Y, and you're an aspiring professional disc golfer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been disc golfing for about six years, personal training for a little over one year now, and yeah, I love it all, man. I do everything I can. So what's uh, what brought you into disc golf? Because me personally, I know we're talking about this during the commercial break. And, you know, Jake, you had the same experience as yeah. me. Like, we got into it during COVID. Yeah, I watched. You played, though. I wanted to gamble on the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm playing, take the other guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bet, on, bet on Luke. So what was your original experience with disc golf? How did you get into the sport? Yeah, so I lived back in Nashville when I was in, like, 7th or 8th grade. So uh, what now, like, 7, 8 years ago. And uh, I just picked it up. They have, I mean, they have a million courses out there, um, a lot more green than it is here, obviously. And um, there's parks and recreation facilities with baskets. And I just found the sport. I fell in love, and I started competing. And then I took time off in high school to run track and play football. But uh, circle my way back because I'm a college student now, and what else am I going to do? So, uh, you know, just getting after it and touring the, the Southwest when I can, when I'm not personal training here. Well, not only are you uh, an aspiring professional disc golfer, you're going to go play in some tournaments and you got your eyes on the prize down the road, but you're sharing your love for disc golf with the kids who come here at the YMCA as you're teaching a diff- disc golf class this summer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think late July, so July 17th is the start date for the kids' camp. It's going to be a two-week uh, little course where are going to take the kids out to a local park, um, get them to basics of disc golf, teach them how to throw, putt, uh, forehand, backhand, and you know, give it all to them, and and hopefully grow the sport in New Mexico and through the YMCA is the goal. So uh, I know in the disc golf community they have called it banging chains before. Yep. Um, what is the secret to getting a nice throw in disc golf? Because it's a lot different than frisbee. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't want to you know put it out there or anything, but I can throw about 600 feet. You know, that's two football fields. So. Whoa realistically it's all form you know being nice and smooth and using your hips and arm getting a good reach back and just having fun with it and there's a bunch of different little uh discs that you throw right because i have a buddy that does it and he has like a whole bag filled of these filled of them yeah yeah i got you know i got about 600 discs at home because i just (laughs) i'm a collector in my own uh, space but uh, i carry about 30 25 to 30 on the course with me and uh you got drivers which are thin rims and then all the way down to putters which are you know thicker rims and they're slower speeds per se what's your uh, favorite course out here in albuquerque favorite course out here in albuquerque uh well i, I prefer to play in grass so roosevelt park but ladera golf course has a pretty good one but it is pay to play um but it is it's fun for sure L- ladera golf course i've never played the disc golf there because they have it woven through the actual golf course. Yeah, I noticed that last time like, I was playing. That's the last thing that I want to have happen. <laughs> is have is a get... random ball flying through the air while you're throwing, bang, banging chains, <laughs> yeah. you know, getting hit by a, a foul ball. <laughs> yeah, most of the time you don't know if it's a golf ball or a disc golf disc coming in at your head. So, you know, be careful out there. For yeah, sure. keep your head on a swivel out there. <laughs> have you ever played the, um, I forget, I think it's, 
Baca on the south side of town, like cut out of the desert. Yeah, it's it's a wild course, man. It's uh, out there near the drag strip across the street from the uh, like landfill. And, I mean, it is, it is wild. When it gets windy out there, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. But we hold tournaments out there. I encourage you guys to check out um, Disc Golf Scene if you want to play local tournaments because there's always stuff being held around Roosevelt Park or, uh, or Brent Baca Memorial Park. So, How cool. Okay, so and you're saying, like, form matters. Absolutely. And let's, let's transfer that into uh, the physical fitness world, the yes. personal training world. What's, uh, what's your outlook? What's your vision on what good health looks like? Good health, man. So we have such a, uh, I guess, problem in the United States with, uh, you know, overeating and obesity. And uh, I think the biggest cure to that is just moving. Um, so whether that be moving in a gym, getting outside and walking, um, or having a personal trainer help you like myself, uh, that's the biggest thing that I can recommend to people. Um, you know, find your activity that you love. For me, it was disc golf. Um, in different points of my life, it's been different things. But just finding something you love to do gets you outside or gets you in a gym. So, uh, I haven't worked out in probably over a year. Right. <laughs> I need a, a little regime, a little regimen. What are the top three most important exercises I could do getting back into the gym just to get myself in a little bit better shape? Yeah, for sure. So, getting your compounds in, compound lifts. So, that just means something that's holistic to certain sections of your body. So, uh, I kind of follow a push-pull legs workout split. So, that's going to split your push muscles, pull muscles, and leg muscles. So for the push muscles, my big compound lift is going to be the bench press. If some people don't like bench press, do dumbbell bench press. Do incline dumbbell bench press, something like that. You go to your pull muscles. You got pull-ups. You got rows. You got lat pull-downs, something like that. It hits your back muscles, your biceps a little bit. And then your leg muscles, you're never going to go wrong with a squat. But make sure you get that butt to grasp because that's, you know, that's how you move the, uh, your body through the full range of motion. Well, that is the perfect little set of workouts you could do for, uh, after you sign up for a new membership here at the YMCA. Yeah, exactly. You get a we'll waive your join fee, and it's not just today. We have an open house today. There's a lot of great people here who will show you around the facility and let you know everything that the YMCA does for the community and surrounding areas, but also... We'll give you a free month on Vans Tab. On Vans Tab. Pay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, by running, Florida. <laughs> running up a bill today. So, okay, I, I really like your attitude on just getting out there and moving. Let's say somebody has never lifted weights or, or done any body weight. What would you recommend to the person who's just trying to get started, just trying to get healthy, maybe someone who's making that first step? First step, man. So you know, walking is always a good thing. Um, I encourage you, you know, if you're working at a desk job, get up every 30 minutes and walk for three to five. Um, take a longer trip to the bathroom if you really feel like you can't take any more time than, you know, three minutes. Um, beyond that, get into a gym and watch what people do around you and mimic. Uh, YouTube is a great resource. Use YouTube. Um, there's a million things online that you can find. Try to weed out the, you know, monotonous uh, fitness fads and get in the gym and find those those staples so like said the bench press the squat and any type of pull exercise but i love the pull up how do they uh, how did the friends of the show get in touch with you in case they want some personal training or they just have some general questions about the ymca yeah absolutely you can find me at the mcleod ymca i work uh, monday through wednesdays and uh, on Instagram, you can find me, Luke underscore Humphrey 21. On Facebook, Luke Humphrey. Or on YouTube, got a couple of disc golf YouTube videos out there. Luke Humphrey is my YouTube handle. 
But, uh, you know, check me out. Follow me. Come personal train with me. Love to have you guys. You're going to want to get trained by this guy because he's in <laughs> great shape. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. More information you can get on ymcacnm.org. Follow some of the drop downs. You could find out about the facilities here at McLeod at the Horn Branch, which is my home branch. And you can get information on all the summer programs, the activities. Uh, we've failed to mention Camp Shaver. Camp Shaver is going to fill up really fast. Don't forget about Camp Shaver. we got great family memberships. And if you get a family membership, there's so many perks. It, it literally pays for itself. So get on out here. Get a, If you want to just go, go to the gym, come on down here. We'll give you a free month on van. We'll waive your initiation fees. And uh, it should be... Can you talk a little about the Y community? Like, how does the YMCA attract such great people? Oh, man, it's, it's amazing. I started working here, and I took the 530 shift, and I still work the 530 shifts because I'm a student, so i got to get my hours in somehow. And there are some amazing individuals. I mean, our older population is so inviting. Uh, you get here at 530 in the morning, and you won't meet a face that's not smiling. It's amazing. Um, other than that, you come in after the after-work crowd, they're amazing, too. They'll greet you with open arms. They'll help you out when you need it. And then beyond that, our staff is just incredible. We have great managers, great uh, people at the front desk. And then beyond myself, we got amazing personal trainers that are just always doing their job and looking to help people. So we invite you with open arms to come in, check out our facilities and our community, and just you know do what you love and supported by us at the YMCA. New friend of the show, welcome to the program, Luke. Thanks for joining us. Personal trainer at the YMCA McLeod Branch. Check out YMCACNM, as in Central New Mexico, YMCACNM.org for all the other information you need about the Y and its facilities and everything they do for the Albuquerque and surrounding areas. Luke Humphreys, personal trainer, thanks for joining us, my friend. Thank you all. Really appreciate the opportunity. When we get back, it's the I-9 Varsity of Bad Jerseys. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. One more segment left. Already? Time. the end of the road. Okay, let's do the I-9 Varsity of Van Should Never Sing Again. <laughs> There's one answer. Today's I-9 Varsity, and by the way, if you don't know I-9 Sports, dude, let me tell you, if you need your kid to be educated and safe in a friendly, fun environment, check out I-9 Sports League Office 280. They do everything you want to in the Albuquerque and surrounding area communities. And what we do with I-9, we've got a special segment. I know you've been a part of a couple already, Jake. And yeah. for, the, for the first timers out there, I'll tell you what we do here. Uh, we call it the I-9 Varsity. And what the Varsity is, is we randomly pluck some uh, person, place, or thing. Something that we randomly talk about during the program. We'll pick it out of thin air and decide that, hey, that's going to be the Varsity. What is the Varsity, Van? Well, I don't mind telling you. It's our it's our best five. It's our worst five. It's our totem pole. It's our Rushmore. It's our top five alive for whatever. But here on the program, we call it the I-9 Varsity. And uh, today's I-9 Varsity is a varsity of bad jerseys. I have plenty. Okay. Because as a jersey aficionado, I look at jerseys a lot. Okay. So... 
would you like to kick off, sir, since you have so many good answers? Well, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> My first overall draft pick okay. is going to be the 2012-2017 Pittsburgh Steelers throwback Bumblebee jerseys. Okay. They yeah. look like prisoners. It is disgusting. But the worst part about it was that I had to watch Big Ben wear that jersey. <laughs> and stripes do not fit that man well. That is that is a great start, and that is a great answer. That's going to be your first. So you're doing it in draft pick order this no, time. Uh, I just, you know, we talked about the draft today, and you know, I I just wanted for the first one at least. Smart, Tyler. You uh, you want to kick off on your i nine varsity of bad jerseys? Absolutely, and I must say respect to that first kickoff because those Pittsburgh jerseys are insane. The Charlie Browns, the black and yeah. white, and <laughs> some yeah. of the worst ever. And I want to keep that theme up with this Charlie Brown hideousness, and we're going to the Denver Broncos. I don't know if y'all remember. It might have been 2010. Maybe was it 2010? They had oh uh, with uh, Tebow. Yup, and they had yep. the brown and yellow with the with the long black and yellow socks. I don't know if you okay. remember this Broncos. Uh -huh. You were very thing. correct. Those were absolutely hideous. Yup, absolutely hideous. Absolutely hideous. Brown and yellow are not the colors. I'm sorry. No, never. Not it. But but yeah, brown and yellow are hideous together. How does brown and like baby blue work? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like one of the that. most appealing color combos, and you would never ever think of it. But once you see it, you're like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Not the worst look in the world. <laughs> <laughs> First on my I-9 varsity of bad jerseys, I'm going with new. New Jersey. That's oh. right. New Jersey <laughs> sucks. Uh, you made a really good case for Florida earlier, Jake. You're not going to be able to do that with New Jersey. I'm not going to make a case for Jersey because I also agree Jersey is, it might be part of the tri-state area, but it's uh, New York's ugly stepchild. We should do that state a favor and turn it into our uh, country's nuclear dump. So out of the kindness of our heart, move everyone out of New Jersey, and then we could put all of our nuclear waste in New Jersey, and then just forget about it forever. But just keep the town where the Sopranos took place. And then everything else. For a Sopranos theme park. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. We'll always have the Sopranos, New Jersey, but you peaked way too early, Jersey. Sorry. First on my I-9 varsity of bad jerseys, I'm going with Respect. new. Respect. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Tyler. My, uh, my number two pick is going to be the 2022-2023 Charlotte Hornets alternate clit jerseys. The CLT. Oh, God. Yes. You're right. Uh, yeah. How could I forget about those? Those are so bad. Yeah, they, I mean, it was a bold move by the NBA to say, yeah, let's put this on a jersey mm. and sell them. Maybe these uh, basketball fans will figure out where it is now. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely not on the top of the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Uh, Tyler, what you got up next? All right, jersey number two is Jersey Mike's. We are a firehouse subs unit all day. So <gasps> Jersey Mike's is mine. Second I'm going to agree with that hot take. No. Hot take, yeah. but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm agree with that. Jersey oh my Mike's. God, Jersey Mike's—they make one of the best veggies in the biz. As we know, I'm one of those hippie ass vegetarians, but they got the uh, the Mike's way with the peppers and then the the 
the vinegar and oil on top of it and a little spice sprinkle on top. You guys are crazy. Jersey Mike's just doesn't translate to New Mexico. Uh, out east, it kind of works. Okay. But, no, it's uh, it's definitely inferior. I love it. It's, it's like literally my favorite sandwich chain. Like, I'm guessing my whole life. Like, my whole life is flashing before my eyes. <laughs> literally minutes ago, I used to think Jersey Mike's was the best sandwich chain, and here you two are just trashing what I used to think was the best no, yeah, sandwich in the, the fast food like, game. Like when I'm eating a sandwich, I like to think about underpaid servicemen. So uh, firehouse okay. subs all day. Yeah, That's all, all, day. all day. Heart of gold over here, this guy. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Great suggestion, kind of. <laughs> we love our servicemen and women here we on do. Two Men On and Cumulus Networks and 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Uh, next on my I-9 varsity of bad jerseys, I'm going with the turn forward the clock jersey. Do you remember the turn ahead the clock jerseys? It was a little uh, experiment in the late 90s. Oh, the sleeveless ones. By Major League Baseball to try to create what jerseys would look like in the future. And it was all basically just sleeveless, buttonless jerseys with oversized logos and pants that didn't match the jerseys. Like, as far as nostalgia goes, they're interesting in retrospect, but they're awful. Some of the worst ideas in the history of jerseydom is the turn-ahead-the-clock jerseys I kinda from like the, the late 90s. Mm. The well, Ra- you're the, wrong. The Rays one is pretty cool. Not even Ken Griffey Jr., <laughs> In the late 90s could make these jerseys cool. <laughs> Those Mariners ones were ugly. Oh, they're so awful. Everything is, they, they are all awful. Except for like the two or three dudes who wore them with their guns out and didn't have one of those tight undershirts on underneath. <laughs> yeah. Who just rock the guns and the hat backwards. That was kind of sweet. But except for those three dudes and except for Ken Griffey Jr., this is one of the worst ideas in the history of the jersey world. I'll vouch on that one. Thank you so much. You were like, um, like, two, uh, not two, alive. You're like negative two years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, my third pick is going to be Jersey Boys, the musical. Uh, okay. Here yeah. We go. Not not a musical guy here. Um, and uh, out of all jerseys, uh, this might be one of the worser musicals out there. Um, if I hear the words Jersey Boys, if I hear the word musical. I'm all out. I'm sorry. I just I can't sit through it. It's just not good content for me. Okay, I got a retort for you. I am not a guy for musicals either, but you should check out Guys and Dolls. It's a musical with Frank Sinatra and Marlon Brando, and they're both gambling gangsters. Oh, you know, are they singing too? They do sing. Yes, they both sing. I might just skip over the singing parts and just watch like the mobster gambling parts. But they sing about uh, being mobsters and gambling, though. Uh, you know what? I I'll have to check it out. Guys okay. and dolls. Yeah. Next okay. time, you, next time you got a lady friend who likes musicals, it's a it's a good middle ground. That's a red flag for me, though, Ben. If they like mu- musicals, a girl, a girl that likes musicals. <laughs> yeah, that's they're a called red... girls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe back in your era, but, you know, the only musical I could think of in my era is, like, high school musical. Tyler, you got one more? I got one more, and this is going out to anybody that is rocking a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Just any Dallas Cowboys jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the exclamation point at the end. 
I love that so much. Um, I got um, – it's not the, the most fair final answer for my I-9 varsity of bad jerseys, but it's jerseys of people who are now on different teams. Mm. Yeah. I get it. Uh, it could be a socioeconomic thing. It could be you just like what the jersey looks like. You don't care who the team or the player is. But if you got, like, you're actively wearing a jersey for a dude who just got traded, number one, you're an adult and you probably shouldn't wear jerseys every day. <laughs> pick pick your spots. But number two, don't wear jerseys of the guy who just got traded. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a little guilty of this one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. um, you know, uh, as a young man, I do wear a lot of jerseys. Okay. It's a big part of my repertoire. You're a jersey guy. I am a jersey guy. Not you know, the I state. Got, the, uh, not, not the, the state. article of the, clothing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we, I got Baker Mayfield when he was on the Browns, Jameis Winston when. <laughs> okay, so there's a trend here. Hell of a program today. Uh, thank you so much, Jake, for sitting in with us. Uh, you're going to be with us again tomorrow. Yes, sir. The boys will be live from uh, the Dukes team store Ooh. in Knob Hill. I'm really excited for this one. We have a really cool partnership with the Dukes team. They got the bomb apparel, and I can't wait to share it with you, Albuquerque, surrounding areas. Check out your local YMCA, whether it's the McLeod branch or the Horn branch. Check out YMCACNM.org, not YMCANM.org. That will take you to northern Minnesota. Don't do that. YMCACNM.org. Had a lot of fun with it today. Uh, come get your membership fees waived. You get a month on van. Uh, any final words, my friend? Uh, hi, Mom. Aww. <laughs> hi, Jake's mom. We'll uh, see you tomorrow from the Duke's team store. Tyler, thank you so much. Thanks, and man. we'll be talking to you tomorrow, Albuquerque. Be safe.